Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on when you're listening in. My name is Jaden Cohen, and I am the editor of the University of Miami's official podcast, Catch Up Canes. I hope you listeners are enjoying yourselves as you're listening in. Today, we've got a geared up and packed day for you all, so get ready for some fun. For starters, I'll be going over some news in the campus in greater Miami area, and then I'll move on to Devin and I being joined together for a similar blind segment to last episode. And finally, we'll cover University of Miami sports. So without further ado, let's get into it, starting with the Lantern Festival. Now, the Asian American and Pacific Islander, or AAPI club on campus, held a Lantern Festival on October 25th, and it was to a great success. In similar vein, a former U.S. congressman in Adam Kitzinger visited the U, and he talked about the new book that he wrote called Renegade, which it's always great to see the University of Miami bringing in these big-time politicians, as many of you may know, former cabinet member for Bill Clinton, Donna Shalala, who are wonderful Shalala Student Center, and the Shalala building is named after, was our former dean, and last but certainly not least, in the greater Miami area, Miami's gearing up for a Republican presidential debate which is going to happen actually at the time of this release, November 8th at night. Candidates are set to once again take the debate stage. Now, for those of you who are Republican, feel free to tune in. There's a big cultural divide in the GOP between the two big candidates. And from Florida, you all may know Ron DeSantis and... For those of you who know the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, is there as well. Now, those two are at odds. And, of course, if you support the other side of the aisle, be on the lookout for future presidential debates happening there. As that primary is also taking place in 2024. But that does it for a quick update on the University of Miami news. Let's kick it to Devin's upcoming segment with me, University of Miami Myth Busting. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, depending on when you're listening in. My name is Jaden Cohen, and I am the podcast editor for the Miami Hurricanes official podcast, Catch Up Canes, and... I hope you know by now that I'm not here alone. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague who's been an incredible member of the podcast this year. And you all know him very well by now. But nonetheless, please introduce yourself and explain what we'll be doing today. Hi, my name is Devin Grace. I hope you guys have been listening to all the previous podcasts where me and Jaden break down all things Miami and Miami sports. So today, Jaden has no idea what we're doing. He hit me with a curveball last week. I'll throw it right back at him this week. 
Today, we are doing something I like to call Miami myth-busting. I'm a freshman. That's no secret to any of the podcast listeners. And I am going to throw some ideas at Jaden. The, um, the things I have heard around campus, and Jaden's going to break it down and tell me if they're true, if they're partially true, and he's going to give his unedited opinion on everything here. All right, Jaden. So, the first thing I've heard is applying for housing is a total mess. Please weigh in. Well, the University of Miami boasts some of the most incredible housing options in the country. And the problem for some students can be getting them. As of last year, the University of Miami transitioned to a full lottery system for how you can get housing at the illustrious Lakeside Village. And I know for me personally that ended up not going very well as we did not get an early enough time to achieve Lakeside housing, but we did get an early time for Eaton and I live in Eaton Residential College as of now. Jaden, how do you like Eaton? Well, Eaton was built in 1958, so it predates many of the important legislative actions towards equality in this country. And I think that speaks towards the level of quality that the dorm has. But as old as it is, it's very homey. And the staff there do a nice job at integrating the living community as much as they can. So in terms of this myth, I'm going to give it a partially true rating because I would say that it is true that housing is stressful. However, in the grand scheme of things, everybody that I know manages to find housing, whether it's on campus or it's near campus or off campus. And that goes for juniors and seniors as well, whether they're looking for an RA position or University Village or what have you. And Centennial Village as well, that will be coming shortly for the prospective students. So as stressful as it is to have fate decided by your lottery time, things end up okay. Got it. Got it, Jaden. Okay. This next myth that I've heard about aren't even from people on campus. It is from my friends back at home and currently at other schools. A popular belief is that the University of Miami is strictly a party school. Break it down, Jaden. We're going to have to bust this myth. Now, for those of you listeners that are students at the University of Miami, and if you have been to a party on campus, you'll know that the Hurricanes know, know what they're doing on that front. Now, the University of Miami boasts some incredible features that lends itself towards a great party scene. Obviously, the weather here is second to none. Miami has an incredible nightlife in the city and even places such as Coconut Grove offer some incredible spots for that. However, the pendulum has swung from our reputation in the 80s and 90s as a party school because 
the University of Miami has been rapidly climbing the ranks. You take a look at U.S. News' collegiate rankings. We just recently broached the top 50, so that's excellent. And we now are a top two university in the country for molecular science with the new Frost Building of Molecular Science that was built earlier this year. And students that go here as the acceptance rate has dramatically decreased are people that definitely enjoy partying to some extent, but they also have a serious side. They're people that are willing to put the nose to the grindstone and get their work done. And as a result, a more appropriate model than a a party school is a work hard, play hard school. University of Miami offers great balance And as a result, Devin, feel free to weigh in as well. You've been here for two months, but I would say that that myth is clearly busted. I, Jaden, I would concur. The myth that the University of Miami is a party school, is it's not true, especially with the major I'm in. It requires me to study a lot, but at the same time, it doesn't limit me from going out with my friends when I want to. And... Like Jaden said, with the work hard, play hard model, I say there's a great balance. Another myth I want to throw at you is the people are superficial. Jaden, what is your opinion? Well, for a general claim like that, we got to look at it from a narrow lens. Now, superficiality or opulence, or any number of negative buzzwords that are associated with the University of Miami, they have some merit to them. Now, as a private school in a premium location that has a very high tuition cost for many of its students, the University of Miami absolutely draws in from the population of extraordinarily wealthy people that may come across as superficial or snobbish or opulent or whatever negative rich word you want to throw at them. However, for every person who falls under that denomination, there are five people that are the complete opposite. They're people that have gotten the here on their own merits, whether that's through financial aid or scholarship or whatever else. And they're incredibly nice down-to-earth, and genuine people. So I'm going to have to go through and bust that myth as well. Not everybody at the school is superficial. Our reputation may come off that way because we are, in fact, the best university in the country. However, Devin, you may be operating in a different sphere, so I'd like to get your opinion on that as well. What do you think about University of Miami's superficiality? So, Jaden, when I started here back a couple months ago, I was, I won't won't lie, I was intimidated by this. But as I slowly got to know the university and the people that go here, um, you really find your group here. You can always find a group of friends that you vibe with and you don't have to deal with the people that you don't like. And that's one of the fantastic things about this university. Jaden, here's another myth. The food sucks. 
Now that's a myth that we're going to have to bust as well. So let's talk about the great dining options on campus. And for our frequent listeners, you'll remember in our last episode, we went over some of the many dining options on and near campus. And obviously we have two dining halls. We have great local spots like the Rat, Corner Deli, Tacos and Tattoos, And then we can draw upon great chains such as Einstein's Bagels, Subway, Panda Express. These are all within walking distance of any dorm on campus. But what I'd like to highlight and what I think puts the University of Miami completely out from this myth and busts it without a doubt is the fact that near campus there are a lot of incredible dining spots as well. Titanic Brewery. Is a walk away if you're looking for pizza. Not only is there Miami's best pizza, there's the big cheese as well. Five Guys, Shake Shack, Popeyes, McDonald's, these are all spots near campus. And for our coffee drinkers, there's not only a Starbucks on campus, but there's a different Starbucks near campus as well. And I think all of that is to say that the University of Miami has incredible dining options for even the pickiest of eaters. And as a result, That myth is soundly busted, the most bustable myth perhaps we've had so far. But Devin, you wouldn't happen to have a different opinion on this, would you? I actually don't have a different opinion on this. The the food on and off campus is great. It's walkable. It's delicious. Everything that Jaden said, I completely agree. But there is one restaurant I do want to highlight. When you were mentioning pizza, you forgot to leave, you forgot to put in my favorite pizza spot, La Pizza. It is a little past five guys and it is phenomenal. And if you're a student at the university, you get a 25% discount there. I strongly encourage anyone in the Coral Gables area to check it out. Jaden, here's another one. Myth. The gym is too crowded, true or false? (laughs) All right, we got a myth that we're going to have to confirm here because the gym is always packed. And you're hearing that from somebody who goes to the gym as late as 10, 30, 11, because that's when I found that it's the least crowded that you can get. And the fact that the gym is always crowded, I think, speaks to how incredible of a facility that the Herbert Wellness Center really is. We have a ton of athletic courts. There's racquetball. There's ping pong. There's, of course, basketball. And there's a full-sized swimming pool with two saunas and a hot tub. And all of that is not getting into the workout facility that we have with ellipticals and treadmills lining the back walls. And across from that, you've got any weight machine that you could possibly think of, as well as dumbbells galore. And with all of those great facilities, you would think that there would always be room, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's so incredible that more often than not, you'll be, you'll be there and you'll be waiting to get access to one of those machines that you need to use for your workout. So the Herbert Wellness Center is fantastic. And unfortunately, as a result, it is incredibly crowded, even at the wee hours of the night, 
when I've found it can be a little bit less crowded. But Devin, you also are a frequent gym user, so please let me know your thoughts on this myth as well. Is it confirmed or busted? It's confirmed without a doubt. There are reasons it's confirmed, though. We do have wonderful facilities, and that's part of the reason that I have to confirm this myth. If you go to the gym on a weekend after noon, don't bother. You're not getting a, a single weight. You won't pick a thing up. There are certain hacks to know when to go to the gym really early or really late. That's it. It's the best idea, but, you know, if we have facilities that good, you got to take advantage of the times where it's not busy. Jaden, this next myth is something I frequently talk about with my friends. And as a STEM major, I love making fun of business majors. Jaden, the business school is easy. True or false? For our listeners that may not know me as personally as some of the other listeners, I myself have two majors in the business school, business analytics and legal studies. And bad news, business majors, I have to confirm this myth. As someone who's in the business school, I can say that, yes, it is very easy, but That's not to say that the curriculum is not challenging. It's instead to say that the Herbert Business School provides a lot of completely unmatched resources compared to all of the other schools that make what can be to some very difficult curriculum way more manageable that I personally have not seen in the other schools. And that's exactly why I can say it's easy. If you're a business school student and you're struggling in a class, every professor has office hours. And that's something that's common across all of the schools. But even more so than that, each business student has a career counselor dedicated specifically to them for each one of their majors. So that's particularly impressive. Also, the business school is a five-floor building which has a number of the most remote and well-maintained study spots on campus that people don't know about. So oftentimes people will go study at the library, but if you really want to hanker down and get some meaningful work done, the third-floor pavilion of the business school is usually empty after a certain time. It's a great spot to get some stuff done. Now, Another great thing about the business school is the professional development class that all business students are required to take. And this is essentially a class that teaches you how to write your email, how to make your resume, how to talk to adults in the workforce. And these are some soft skills that, you know, are completely different from learning about how to balance atomic equations or how to account for different transactions and they're highly useful and they're really only taught in the business school and they make some very challenging things in the real world a lot more manageable and at the same time it's very gratifying to get an a on your email assignment or your resume assignment 
when your friends surrounding you are studying hard for their orgo exam. So I will have to confirm the myth, but it's not particularly because of the curriculum, but it's because of a variety of different factors that the business school provides. Devin, I'm sure you have a completely different opinion. As a STEM major, fill me in on what I've said and why it may or may not be wrong. Well, the first thing I heard is Jaden said the business school was easy. I tuned out everything else and basked in the glory of me being right. Um, so yeah, myth confirmed, B-school, preschool. That's going to do it for our myth-busting session with some University of Miami myths. Now, I hope that these were very informative for you all listening that maybe don't go to this school or are maybe some young students. And in the event that you're a more experienced University of Miami student, hopefully you were able to laugh along as we explained away some of the myths people who are not as well informed on our university can believe wholeheartedly despite perhaps being wrong and if you didn't enjoy that i hope you enjoyed my floundering after hearing these myths for the first time devin and i will be right back after a quick cut where we're going to talk about this week in university of miami sports and i hope you enjoy that we will be right back We're back. The powers of technology. How is that? Devin, we're going to talk today to our listeners about this week in Miami sports. Why don't you get us started with the big ticket item? The Canes are going up to Tallahassee this Saturday for football. Jaden, this is the Super Bowl. This is not any ordinary game against NC State. By the way, don't want to talk about it. We'll, we'll leave it at that. This is not an ordinary game. FSU is the biggest game every year, whether we are going to beat them or not. Which we won't. It's going to be unbelievable. It's always a fiery rivalry, and no matter what, it's going to be a great time to watch, whether... You're at the rat or just sitting in your room with some friends. It's a must watch on TV this weekend. But what isn't a must watch is that our basketball game against UCF. Why might I say it's not a must watch? Because we can go to the Watt on Friday at 7 p.m. Be there. It will be number 13 Miami taking on unranked UCF. You may ask, Wait, why is that a good game? Miami's 13, UCF's unranked. It's local. It's going to be a good time. Be there, be loud, cheer for the Canes, of course. But this next thing I want to mention very quickly is not Miami-related, but I just want to give a shout-out to all the Rangers fans listening because they won the World Series. Congratulations, Texas. Jaden, what are your thoughts on these three sporting events? Let's start with Miami versus FSU this weekend. Now, students who were here last year will remember the nightmare that was Miami versus FSU at Hard Rock last year, a 45-3 blowout in which students had to wait over an hour for shuttles back to campus in the rain 
after the worst performance in Kane's recent memory, especially against our biggest rival. It was a night better forgotten. This year, things will hope to be different as Cristobal's 6-3 squad takes on the now 9-0 Seminoles, who are looking very strong, and this time we're doing it in Tallahassee. Now, quarterback controversy has been plaguing the University of Miami the last few weeks as freshman Emery Williams put on a, a performance good enough to win a big game against Clemson, whereas now Tyler Van Dyke has played in his third loss this year in a pretty big stinker versus NC State. And as a matter of fact, as of right now, Cristobal has not named the quarterback that will be starting this Saturday. Now that has time to change, but be careful, Canes fans, monitoring that situation to see which quarterback is going to suit up and take the field to play FSU. Let's move on to basketball. Now, avid Canes fans will remember that last year we had one loss in the non-con portion of our schedule, and that was to Maryland in our tournament during Feast Week. This year, however, the Canes play some pretty tough opponents in the non-con schedule, and UCF's going to be the first of those. We have Kentucky coming up later towards the end of the month, and we'll be playing against Kansas State as well as some other teams in our Feast Week tournament as well. So this could be a bigger test for a Kane squad that's being ranked very highly coming into the season. But does that mean we're going to lose to UCF? Take it from me, absolutely not. We've maintained four of our six best players from last year's Final Four squad, and Norchad Omir is going to put up a brilliant performance en route to a nice win against the Knights. Finally, the Texas Rangers won the World Series against the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. And how about those Rangers putting up with 52 years of adversity in Texas and after some especially heartbreaking losses in 2010 and 2011, they finally win the pennant for the first time, breaking the drought. And the Arizona Diamondbacks had quite the season as well. Cattell Marte played out of his mind, and they have a season they could be proud of too. These teams both lost over 100 games two years ago. And it's impressive to see how far they've come. Shout out to all the Rangers fans and the Diamondbacks fans on some great seasons. And let's just all be thankful that the Dodgers and Astros didn't make it there. Devin, any final words before we head out? Amen, Jaden. I hate the Astros. That's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast, Catch Up Canes, the official podcast for the University of Miami's newspaper, The Miami Hurricane. If you enjoyed... You can reach out to us at the following email, podcast at themiamihurricane.org. Remember to tell your family and friends to listen to the podcast. Anywhere you can find us, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. And I really hope you all enjoyed. We'll be back again in two weeks. In the meantime, this is Jaden and Devin signing off.